This week on The Investor's Corner, we've got an exclusive episode for you. We've actually taken a podcast recorded elsewhere because we think this particular video and audio file is going to be really interesting for people to listen to. I'm joined by Sanjay Patel, who is a landlord himself, but also a business owner of an estate agency. Now, a lot of landlords have been looking at how they work with estate agents, and I know that's something that most people will smile about when it comes to either selling their property or trying to find an investment property. We are going to cover, including a rant from Sanjay, on everything that you need to know when it comes to dealing with estate agents and for anyone looking to sell either their residential property or indeed their investment property in 2024. It's a very interesting insight through the eyes of an estate agent for someone that's actually trying to change the way estate agents operate, change the way the market operates. So we thought this would be a really interesting exclusive to put on the Investor's Corner. It's a little bit different to some of the other podcasts that you may have listened to with us, and I definitely think you're going to enjoy it. So here is myself and Sanjay on this week's episode. So Sanjay, 2023, over a thousand traditional estate agents closed their offices one year after what I would say is two of the most buoyant markets for estate agents we've ever seen. Why do you think that is? They couldn't adapt. It's as simple as that. It was really interesting because I got to the end of 2023. I did my uh, yearly roundup. I'm very analytical driven. So I like to see what I've done because yeah. it's interesting, right? And it's yeah. an achievement or however you want to look at it. And we actually did um, numbers wise more business than we did in 2022 as opposed to 2023. So it was actually a better year for us. Yeah. So when I see reports like that, I'm like, what's happening here? Because evidently something, there is a disconnect in the industry still, as yeah. we know. But I'm thinking, well, what? why is that? And it's only because when I have these conversations with the general public and sellers, there's a massive disconnect with actually what's going on. I don't think the, I don't think the public appreciate how different our job is when the market is different. The difference mm. between working as an estate agent in a really buoyant housing market versus economic issues, challenges, declining in house prices, high interest rates, the swing of those two markets, I don't actually think the public probably truly understand the difference in the job role. A hundred percent. And it was really interesting because last year, the, as we all know, the mortgage rates were turbulent. The prices were all over the place. Like things were coming on. I've seen 100, 200 grand price reductions in the space of three months. Like, come on. That's, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, it's like, well, surely if you had a process, if you had, if you were able to adapt and create something yeah. that's actually going to draw an interest, like we always say, we're built, our business model is built for really crap markets yeah. or turbulent markets yeah. because we're able to adapt quickly. Yeah. We don't have to ask permission to change and stuff. So all of a sudden, we've got like the upper hand straight off the bat. Yeah. You know? I think most agents are built the other way. They're built for the easy market. Yeah. And that's why you see so many estate agents closing a year after the most buoyant market in, in history since maybe sort of 2004, five, something yeah. like that. But if you've built your business for the toughest market, then it's all kind of easier from there yeah. effectively. But estate agency, I mean, look, we started Avocado nearly four years ago and we said the market, that the industry needs fixing. It is broken. We're very honest about it. Maybe too honest at times. <laughs> <Sometimes, yeah. laughs> I agree with that. Um, but we highlighted that it needed fixing. And do you think 
the traditional estate agents out there kind of learnt their lesson throughout COVID because we were forced to do things more online. There was more video, more social content. Has that carried on or do you think they've kind of pulled themselves back to the to the old ways, if you like, pre-COVID? I mean, I can only see from my perspective being hyper-local to Bracknell and surrounding areas, but I've got some pals, obviously, that still work in, uh, for, for corporates. I think the reality is, is that they tried. Mm. There's so many, actually, and, and you know what? Good on it because I'm always an advocate. If someone's copying me doing something, video, talking about something, I'm like, great. Yeah. Not because I'm trying to be uh, big-headed, but because that's what we set out to do, yeah. is change the industry. Do you know what? And I said this in our podcast two years ago. Imagine if everyone worked together and everyone was trying to big big each other up. Imagine how like big the industry would be and how positive. Mm. Like It would flip it on its head completely and the stigma and the turn would, would completely change. So I find it quite interesting, but the reality is there is so many people that have gone backwards just because all of a sudden it's got a bit more of a normal market. You know. I think there's a, there's a circle in our industry of, of owners, estate agents that are quite keen to share ideas and resources and learn off each other. But the, the historic kind of style is that it's an us against the world mentality with a lot of the kind of estate agency uh, brands and businesses out there, especially in the corporate world. It's kind of like, no, this is our flagship. This is our color and everyone else is yeah. the enemy. And it's a shame that that's still the case in that industry. I talk to mortgage advisors, you know, and they all support each other. They yeah. all help each other. Right. Yeah. You talk, you're talking a lot of different industries and they're all trying to help each other. And, you know, you talk to, to gas fitters and electricians and a lot of those are trying to help each other. And then you get to a state agency and they all hate each other. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, right, I, I have been on some valuations and I categorically do not want to work with that client for whatever reason. There's lots of different reasons why. But at the same time, I will always help them and advise them and say, look, go and use this agent because they are more suited to you, what your needs are. Yeah, I'm in the mindset. You do right by the client and you will always win. And that's the same with any industry. Mm. Any industry, if you're a plumber, do right by the client. Imagine how many recommendations you're going to get. So it's almost like sometimes you have to be thinking outside of the box because for us, or for me personally, it's not about me or the business. Obviously, that's important. Don't get me wrong. But if the clients weren't there, then we'd have an issue. Yeah, We're here because the clients, we've, we've built this quite huge business now because of the clients, because of the, the re referrals and recommendations. And I said to, this is my business partner, Matt, the other day, I said 90% of the, the homes that we have coming on the market, they're being referred to us. Yeah, They're being recommended. The power of doing right by the client, but losing out in the first instance, but winning now is, is gold in my book. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you, you mentioned the word honesty there and doing right by the client. The interesting stat bomb that I threw to the group the other day was that it was just under 11, uh, 1.1 million house sales last year. So 1.1. Normally, in a normal year, it's about 1.2, sometimes pushing 1.2 and a half. But there was about just over a million. It was like a million and 56,000 or something like that. In terms of price reductions last year, oh God. there was nearly a million. So we're basically saying for a house to sell, it's nearly one for one on price reductions in the same year. That, I think, comes down to honesty, right? That's where you have to be able to have the right conversation with the client and not just tell them what they want to hear or not use price as a sales tactic. It's a yeah. big bugbear of mining agency. Do you know what it is? It's having the hard conversations 
that people are scared to have. Yeah. Because if you have a hard conversation and that client doesn't want to use you, if I'm working in a corporate agent, and I remember this, I didn't like having those hard conversations because I didn't want to lose the business to not make me hit my sales target. Yeah. So all of a sudden, because you're not having those hard conversations, you're doing wrong by the client, being dishonest about price or whatever. I mean, we see it time and time again. That's that is prime example. It's mental, isn't it? It's, cra- it's crazy. But if that was me and I was the homeowner, it does fall back on them slightly as well. Because they have the decision, they have the power to choose who they want to go with, and they have to do their own due diligence. It's a shame they have to do that. Yeah, it's a shame they can't just trust someone straight off the bat because they're being honest or telling what it is. But that's the reality of this industry. I'm ask. Uh, here's a question for you: Do you think, or where do you see in five years' time, for example? So let's go a bit close closer. In five years' time, where do you see? Do you see the industry changing or not? Yeah, I see it's changing in quite a few different ways. I think there's going to be some some mandatory things brought into the industry. I think house reservations, for example, I think that's something that will change the industry. I think that will become mandatory that if you are looking to agree an offer as a seller and a buyer, like as a landlord and a tenant, like when you go to buy a car, like when you go to buy a new build, that there'll be have to be an exchange of cash at the point of sale agreed, rather than waiting four point. 4.1 months is the average time from sale agreed to um, exchange at the moment. Rather than waiting four months down the line and then for one of you to pull out on the other one a week before exchange is unacceptable. It's not like that in Scotland. It's not in most other countries and it's not in most other different types of exchange of money. So I think that will be a big game changer to the industry and I think that's a requirement. Will a state agency be regulated and become a profession with qualifications? in some fashion but i think a state agency will just get around that in some way or another it will just be a tick box exercise but mm-hmm. i think that will help a little bit but i don't think it's the answer that our industry thinks will be the case and i do think that we will probably see something like a right move challenged and i think that will be a big game changer for estate agents and for the way that people um, buy and sell homes in the uk i think there is a very good chance that at the moment, if we look at it, Rightmove has about 98% of estate agents use Rightmove. It might be 96 now, something like that. If that drops below 80, Rightmove is no longer relevant to the public because it means you're missing out on 20% of the properties that you potentially could buy. At the moment, it's not. you. It's pretty much there, right? So I think if that happens, that will have a big impact to the industry. And that's where estate agents and their brand and their following and their social campaigns and how they um, network with buyers and network with sellers will become drastically different for the industry. So there's some big things that I think could happen quite easily inside five years as well. It's really interesting. I just want to tell a quick story about the reservation agreement side of it, which you touched on earlier. Now, I went to a home yesterday, um, a couple of clients that we've been working with for about two years. They've been on and off the market because unfortunately, the buyers withdrew. They had two had two sales go through. The second time, we were so close to exchanging. And just to paint the picture, these clients are not young clients. They don't sell home, sell a home every two to five years. They've been in their home 30, almost 35 years, I think. Yeah. It's it's crazy. A long, like the, the majority of their life, right? Their adult life. And... I said to them at the start, I was like, look, there is now a way where we can soften the blow. Let's just call it that because we're trying to innovate as a business. And as soon as I introduced them into the reservation agreement, which we work with, with the third party company, one of the, one of the sellers, her eyes just lit up because she was like, oh, 
Wow. Because yeah. I, I said, look, you know, when you buy a car, you put a deposit down. When you go and buy a new build, you yeah. go, it's it's completely bonkers why you would not have anything in place for a second-hand home. And because of that last sale, just literally withdrew a week before exchange, for no real good reason, I was very irate about that. She started crying because we started talking about it. It was a very emotional thing. But as soon as I said, look, we have a tool, we have something that we can implement and it can soften the blow because you would have spent 2000 3000 pounds on your onward purchase on surveys, yeah. etc. And just seeing that reaction, it kind of speaks volumes when it yeah. when you think we are trying to make a difference in this industry and we actually are making a difference in this industry because that's people's emotions, right? Yeah. And I thought that was uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That is one of the most painful calls that you can ever make is a buyer or a seller has pulled out on the other person when everyone's boxed up, mortgage offers are in, everyone's deposits ready to go, contracts are done, you've been three, four months through the sort of emotional connection to that property or that buyer or whatever it may be and then one party pulls out and they're free to do it at any point yeah, up until yeah. exchange which is crazy when you're talking that the average in the UK is 4.1 months to go from sale agreed to exchange of contracts yeah. it does blow my mind and I think that is something that should be mandatory and I think for people to be aware with a reservation agreement there is four percent an average 4% across the last three years, I think that is, if you've got a reserva reservation agreement in play, that the house sale will fall through, whereas the national average is just over a third. So it's like 34%. It's crazy. So you've got a 30% bigger chance of your house sale falling through yeah. without one. And all of that, tears, emotions, and everything that goes with it, and financial mess as well. Do you know who doesn't maybe understand or maybe see the value in that is first-time sellers? Because I was having a conversation with a first-time seller. They'd never sold before. Yeah, They don't know. They When they bought their home, they were first-time buyers. They loved their home. They fell in love with it. But the reality of what this industry is and what you can and can't do is and, and i was just saying that this is this is me being completely honest with you your buyer could pull out at any point you could have spent thousands of pounds you do realize that yeah. the reality is they could pull out a day before exchange even on exchange day and you literally getting all your hopes up and i think for me it's like it's not is it it's not even the 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 facts of what's happening it's the emotion and the mental health side of it when you're moving home one question i always ask on valuations are you mentally prepared to move home and there's always a pause and it's always like, well, yeah, of course, some people don't really realize the the amount of effort and the amount of pain that you sometimes go through and the ups and downs, the emotions and even the laughs and the jokes and the banter we have in WhatsApp groups. But at the same time, there's so much more to that to that process and just getting to that point like it's really, really sometimes quite frustrating because it's not industry standard. So it's a new thing we're introducing, but it's benefiting everyone. So yeah, it's a very interesting, interesting topic. I'm quite interested to see what happens over the next two years. Well, being mentally prepared, we announced that uh, to the group internally, I guess this is the live exclusive that we've got the avocado homeowners book coming out so that, that it's an actual guide for anyone in the UK that's selling a property it's a book that you can purchase and effectively it gives you the full inside scoop of exactly what you need to know but one of the chapters in that book is about being emotionally ready to sell because it is a it's a really big topic especially if if it's a family and kids are involved and even if you're upsizing or downsizing locally just having the ability that when we're talking finance and figures that you're able to look at why are you selling that home 
it's because you move, want to move to another one. That's the reason, typically speaking. And you have to understand that it's not all, the ball is not all in your court. The decision is not just, this is what I want. This is what I need to get. You have to emotionally check out of that house, see it as a transaction and know that the end goal is to be in the new home that you want, house of your dreams, house of location of your dreams, schools of your dreams, whatever it may be, size of your dreams, whatever the reason for that um, upsize, downsize, sideways move is, that's the goal and detach yourself a little bit from your property. But where that becomes very difficult is if you've emotionally checked out and then the house sale falls through yep. and you take the house off the market, but you've checked out of that house. It's kind of, that's a weird foreign environment to then feel like you're sat in. It's crazy. I Especially mean, when you're boxed up. And your first time selling, you've not done it before. Yeah. You're, the, 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 the selling your home and then buying somewhere and the move on that day. And if you've got kids to add into this mix, I mean, and you've got no one to help you, for example, like there's so many variables which people do not see because even to be fair to be fair to us, like on social media, we post a lot of the good stuff. I am quite an advocate for posting the real stuff, like the real problems and challenges of what's happening, because that's the reality of what's happening. Yeah. I just find it, I find it very, very interesting. Um, I'm, it's so many different conversations we have with clients, and I think some some clients get it, some clients understand, and some don't. So you just have to take it with a pinch of salt. But um, yeah. Really one of your phrases, one of your taglines. When I see you, nice oh. to see you. You to see me. <laughs> yeah. Normally, when you're doing a beat the portals, yeah, not everyone understands what a beat the portals is. No. But why should someone that's thinking of moving, buying, follow your socials or any avocado socials, depending on the area? But for you, Bracknell, what is beat the portals? Why should they follow your social media for that reason? I, when I launch, I do a live beat the portals video. You've probably got in my marketing plan maybe seven days minimum before that even hits any uh, major web portal like right moving stuff like that so all of a sudden we've got I, I i'm very personal so all of my clients know me we've got relationships some of my buyers we've got really good relationships with the ones that follow us that i don't even know that are watching this <laughs> they've got really good relationships they understand the process they're getting into these homes before anyone else now, a lot of the arguments would say, well, you know, maybe if you launched it on right move and all of this stuff, then you get more buyers through your door. But the reality is, is that I'm here to try and help that homeowner sell their home and match the buyer and seller up emotionally and making sure it's the right fit. Not just anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm not a numbers game. I've got no time for that. So it's all of a sudden you're getting in seven days prior to that. So beat the portals. It's so powerful. And I remember in 2021, 2022, and even in 2023, we were selling homes via that video. We were finding the buyer. They were contacting us, WhatsApping me, giving me a call. We were getting them in the next two days. And then that home wouldn't even go to market. And let me tell you something. Some of my sellers really love that because they didn't have to go through the hassle of cleaning their home up, yep. getting it ready for marketing, painting that room, which they were supposed to do, blocking out that day, getting the kids out, getting the dogs out. So all of a sudden, it's worked for everyone. And because that buyer is getting in prior to that, it's really non-negotiable on the price because the reality is they're getting in before everyone else. It's that, you know, so it's a real powerful, powerful video. Everyone feels quite exclusive at that point. There's a nice feeling about feeling, right, this is this has been done just for me, you know, from yeah. the seller and from the buyer's point of view. I'm, yeah. th there's only this scenario that's happening and mm. that feels quite good. So I think it's a good, it's a good place to do it. You're talking about prices, talking about market. Let's get onto the Bracknell market a little bit here. Yeah. I looked at a property that was online that had uh, come off market at the start of the year. And I was flicking for it for, the, for a training video, actually. And they tried to sell 
So I think it was in East Hampstead in Bracknell. They tried to sell back in uh, March last year. So nine months, let's call it nine months mm-hmm. that they'd been on. They were just going on with the fourth different agent, Ugh, bloody. but the fifth time of changing agents. So they'd gone all the way back to the first agent to use again. So they'd gone one agent, then they changed agent, then they changed agent, then they changed agent, and then they changed again, but they went back to the first one. Now, in Bracknell, from an agency point of view, you've got one big corporate and then all the other estate agents really are kind of like small, medium-sized independents, you know, with like three to ten, nine branches, something like that. For that particular client, they've changed 35 grand in pricing over that period of time. It's now one at 400. What actually is the benefit of them changing with those agents? Do, do those agents themselves, all those traditional model, you know, they're all suited and booted. They're all doing their thing. They're on the high street. Is there any true benefit for that client changing with those same style agents, would you say? So the only benefit I can possibly see is that they get to launch as a new property, as in a fresh property. However, the marketing is exactly the same. The setup's exactly the same. Dealing with the client is exactly the same. The weekend viewers that are 18, 19 years old and know nothing about the house is exactly the same. The whole setup is exactly the same. So the fact they've gone through four agents, then swiped back to the first one, they're going to get the same thing. Is that that's that? What's that saying? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, yeah. expecting a different result. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And evidently, that was not the case. No, there. none of them had ever put it under offer. No. So, I mean, in theory, for that for that homeowner, what do they get with each agent? They get right move listing, photos, a floor plan, a bit of a write up. None of them had done video. Not really any social targeted campaign. And then they get some sort of database of buyers within the office potentially, but we would probably expect for that kind of run of the mill three bed in Bracknell yep. that the buyers are all on the same databases or at least looking on the portals, I would have thought. So I really looked at it and I actually analysed because we go all the way back to our first topic: why are agents closing down? Why haven't they ever? Why haven't they adapted? And I just looked at that and thought there is zero reason for that person to change agent other than to be a, a new listing on Rightmove again. It's crazy, isn't it? That's how archaic our industry is. That is how archaic it is, but unfortunately, this is the way it is. It's really interesting because I had a client not want to use me because another agent told them on the valuation that I am too busy to, to deal with their home, to market their home, to help them sell, to show buyers around the whole process. Yeah. My immediate response was, if you believe that, first of all, if you believe what another agent is saying in that living room about another agent slating them, essentially, then that's a red flag. Yeah. And I said, if you still don't believe me and what I can do, our capability, go onto our Google reviews, go onto our Facebook reviews, DM one of my clients who have left a Facebook review. I guarantee you, because that is the relationship we build and I build with that client, they're clients for life. And not one client I've ever worked with in this business has said to me that you were too busy to help me. They had a half hour, hour response time on WhatsApp messages, reply back to their emails within the same day, sometimes within an hour. Mm. Even if I'm on holiday or away, I've got, we've got such a big network of people. So I really find it funny that agents do say that. And I thank you for talking about me and spending that time you've got with that homeowner in that living room. But at the same time, if you're a homeowner, do your due diligence. I'm more than happy, and I tell you what, my clients will be more than happy to answer any questions that you've got about us.
I find that really, really funny. But um, yeah, that was a, a funny story. Sanjay, rant, hashtag. Oh, that was a rant. Yeah. Almost, almost got almost you going. No. What do you think is going to happen with the market this year? I think we are in a real good, stable market. Definitely better than last year. Um, I've already had these conversations, right? So we, we're, all, we're, we're all three weeks into January. The reality is, is that all the conversations I'm having with buyers and sellers has been completely positive. No one's been like, it's an interesting thing, actually. When I go on viewings, I'm like, how's your search going? And I remember last year and the year before, they were like, oh, yeah, it's um, draining. It's tiresome. It's like a full-time job. Everything was just negative. Interest rates have shot up. I can't afford this much anymore. Now, all of a sudden, you flip that on his head. These conversations I'm having this year, like, oh, wow, yeah, really excited. You know, I've been out viewing. I've made a couple of offers. Yeah. You know, I can afford more now. There's more coming on the market. So all of a sudden, if you look at it from a a bird's eye view it's, it's a positive effect and if this stays like it is and obviously we talk about interest rates all the time they keep coming down the way they are we're going to be in a good spot and i'm i'm actually very very excited to see what 2024 is going to bring it's going to be a big big year i can't wait stability is what we wanted yeah and we were talking on the uh, investors corner podcast last week actually and i said this is the data that's come from right moving the first two weeks of right move five percent increase in buyers 15 percent increase in stock coming to the market and a 20% increase, this is all year-on-year year equivalent, in house sales being agreed. Wow. Yeah. Which is crazy because the two first stats don't correlate. If you've got 5% more buyers, 15% more stock, you would think there'll be less sales getting agreed. But it shows how good the buyers from last year that are still active are now deciding, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to make the offer. I'm going to get it agreed. So that could be the market of this year is actually we see a really buoyant sale agreed. And we're... 600% up as a group in the first two weeks of the year on sales agreed in comparison to the same time last year. Right. Yes, we're a growing business at Avocado, but that's bonkers when you yeah. think that's how many more sales are being agreed this year than this time last year. Well, here's a real life stat for you or a real life scenario, which is happening on Monday. I launched a home. It was on market in June last year for £375,000, three bedroom in Bracknell, lovely home. And Last year, we struggled to get 375. We got 375. Unfortunately, it didn't go ahead in the end because I couldn't find. Chain broke down. No problem. Seller was like, let's try next year. Called me up. Said, right, we're ready to go again. I launched it for 375. Got 14 viewings booked in this weekend. Wow. There you go. And I got two people wanting to make an offer before seeing it. It's not a bad market. You tell me if the market's good or not. <laughs> we are over halfway into January. New Year's resolutions for Sanjay this year. So I'm all about trying to get, um, trying to be as healthy as I can trying to be as positive as I can. You're back Eat. running, I see. I'm back running. I'm eating well. I'm not drinking any alcohol for the time being. Don't worry, Richard Try and Jan Denise. Or... No, well, let's see. Richard and Denise won't. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, don't worry, I'll come have a drink with you sometime. Um, so, yeah, just trying to just trying to start on the right foot, really, and just uh, make stuff happen. Feel good for it? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Game changer after Game kind of being... In the Christmas dinner, Christmas drinking phase to then yeah. come out of it and get fit, healthy. Yeah. And and I think that's the market. You yeah. know, we've seen a bit of stodginess last year at times. We were okay, but across the board, a bit of stodginess in the market, in the economy. And it feels fresh and ready this year. People seem ready to act and pull the trigger. Interest rates are doing what we need them to do. Bracknell's always a fantastic market to work in. And I look forward to seeing you guys this year have another big year and another improved year by the looks of it, I would have thought. For sure. Over now.